0: I'm actually recording this right after we had our text exchange this morning about setting up a time to call. So by the time you listen to this, you'll be seated in your first appointment or maybe waiting outside. And I am inviting you into my morning journaling this morning. I am still on the path to finishing the Bible. I don't know if that will be this year or right after the first of the year, a path that you started me on. So thank you for that and invited me into and gave me a structure that I could hold on to to actually make it work this time never forget all that you have already accomplished never forget all that you have already done and accomplished so this morning I'm inviting you into my journal time my meditation time I have three questions that I have put down for myself uh, during listening um, to the reading from today um And so here's our first question. There'll be some uh, time of silence during this recording. First question, what are my idols? Next question, where is the evil in my life? And third question, what solutions is God offering? Let's begin by closing our eyes, relaxing our shoulders down away from our ears. Depending on how you are seated or laying, try to ground somewhere. Maybe that's through your hands or your hands and your feet. Maybe that's by placing one hand on top of another on top of your heart or at your jawline, head resting in the palms of the hands. Maybe it's at your temples. or Supporting the back of your head by interlacing your fingers at the nape of your neck. Just. Take a minute here, try some things out. You don't have to commit to where you first land. And begin to take some deep breaths. What are your idols? What are my idols? about one more minute Roz continue to journal if you're writing or just thinking through things don't admonish yourself for any distractions you probably have a lot of new sensations in your body so give grace to to yourself to just be in this process right now whatever it might look like or manifest as What are your idols, Roz? Today in my Bible study, I was reminded that my idols, I will speak for myself, my idols are often good things. My idols are not usually evil things or bad things. It's that I take a good thing and then make it so big and so important my idols are usually good things even celebrated things if you're being distracted or it's hard to focus just come back to your breath, don't worry about the journal prompts just be here with me, stay in it, I'm here with you I am here with you and for you another 30 seconds. Roz, if you need more time, go ahead and pause. Otherwise, I'm going to share with you what I wrote down. And then I'll give you time to share with me, even though I can't hear you. But I'll give you time to share with me or maybe even just let the words pass through your lips. Audibly, inaudibly, quietly, whatever. um, Of of that. Or or maybe sharing those with, with Christ or the person next to you. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like in that room where you are today okay my idols the first one i wrote down is pro- productivity productivity makes me feel accomplished this the never-ending futility of stay-at-home mom slash small children season lifestyle work really gets me down and has been getting me down And I've started to take on some more um, outside things in my community, things that I feel really good about, projects. I'm volunteering at the school with some kids who are super behind in reading. I have a real gift for helping people who are struggling readers and spellers. Um, And I I love that feeling of productivity. I get a lot out of that. Um, But I I would say it's still an idol, right? A good thing that um, becomes an idol or tends to be that in my life over the last 40 years. The next thing I wrote down, another idol of mine is the health and mental well-being of my children. My kids have a couple health issues. My husband has been going through some, um, getting some help and wasn't really super great um, for the first eight years, last eight years of our marriage. Um, Is doing better. What we've achieved so far, the progress he's made so far is truly a miracle. It is not enough yet. So I am in a place of what do I do when it's a miracle, but it's still not good enough. Um, and that has affected all of us, especially my children. Um, but they also have a couple health issues, may or may not be related to that. Um, so I think I spend a lot of time on um, food. We're still in this process with my oldest of, like, figuring out what is what is she not tolerating or what is she – where is this um, gut issue stuff coming from. Um, so – but I, I – I, that becomes an idol in that um, – it takes away my focus from God becomes an obsession. Um, and I never call it an obsession. I just did, but becomes an obsession. And I wouldn't say that it's an obsession that I'm talking about it all the time. It's an obsession of how much time and energy I put into it. If you looked at my day and said, Oh, there's a lot of time and energy being put into that. You might think I was obsessed with that. And the last thing that I wrote down is one of my idols is relying on my own strength, my own mind, my own body health to mitigate and manage anything that comes up in my life or the life of this household that I am in charge of. And I am in charge of it because he can't be. Um, Not because I want to be. Um, So I have had some very severe body problems in the last three years um, totally rehabbed my back from a full on multi-day lockout, um, that I had some big injuries where I fell and stuff. in those days where it was locked out, um, hit my head one time really bad, got a concussion, like was bleeding from the back of my head. Um, and then I had hernia surgery this summer and just in my own mind, like living in a marriage that wasn't super healthy or was just difficult with a really unhealthy person who was struggling with a lot of stuff. I didn't Know what that was, or grew up. It took me a while to figure that out. So um, I am dealing with my own therapy and getting rid of some of my own past trauma. Um, doing therapy, pretty intense EMDR sessions, um, once a month, two days in a row, and that has all taken away my own strength and my own ability to rely on myself. So I think getting back to, or getting moving forward to a place of strength, heart, mind, soul, and body, again, is a good goal, but sometimes relying on my own strength, mind, body, and health um, is an idol. So what about you, Roz? Anything float to the top? What are your idols? Feel free to take this time to share it with me, or maybe sensing Christ next to you, in front of you with you, holding your hand. give you another minute, Roz. Breath in. Long exhale as you can. Twice more. Fill up, fill up. Deepest breath you've taken all day. Make your mouth into a little O. Exhale. One more time. Moving on to the next prompt. This may not be appropriate for you today. This may be too heavy. I know you're a heavy hitter when it comes to God and the word and all that he is and has done and will do and all of it. But this is what came up today, so I'm going with it. Where is the evil in my life? Maybe that evil is your cancer. Maybe not. Okay, I'm I'm doing my own journaling, you do yours. One more minute. I'm going to stand up and go make my tea, keep journaling. Roz now I'll share with you my answers um where is the evil in my life I wrote unwillingly and I'm saying the words unwillingly my marriage I am not sure whether to stay cohabitating with my husband right now I have no desire to marry anybody else or get a divorce um unless that was necessary like logistic wise you know money wise or whatever assets wise and stuff Um, I there's just a lot of things that are difficult and continue to be difficult and I'm not saying that there's like that the marriage is evil or that my husband is evil or that I am evil I just think there's a lot of built up uncleared heavy negative, bad baggage there. But I think it is a constant source of frustration and disappointment and, and in my life, and that is all, you know evil, basically. Um, I also have a lot of frustration with my mom. She just I speak a different language than my mom sometimes when it comes to how I parent, how I approach life, how I approach my, marriage that is difficult and yet she is really the only person that's even within distance to actually help me so that's hard because I need her but the help comes um, in with with baggage sometimes Um, and then I have um, this one surprised me but it's so true I think there's evil in that I've for that last, since I moved back here eight years ago and had children, Mickey's seven and a half, um, or moved back here nine years ago, I think, like, I've just, since I've had my kids and a difficult marriage, I just have this feeling of no help. Like, nobody cares, and there's no help. And I think that's true. I don't necessarily think that thought is false. But I think that the evil one may be using that to his advantage and against me. Also in this podcast digestion that I listened to today, um, the guy was talking about, um, that God has rivals for my heart, that God has rivals for my heart. And another thing that I wrote down, oh, and then he said like your own heart beating in your own chest. He made that reference. And I thought that was such a beautiful somatic like thing like Roz can you feel your own heart beating in your own chest moving that medicine around maybe that's an uncomfortable and unhelpful thought but your own heart working in a rhythm with each breath given to you by God working with you working for you both God and your heart can you feel your own heart beating in your chest and that God has rivals for my heart. That's true. We know that. So where is the evil in my life? Those are my responses. Again, I am not making this podcast for you to carry my (laughs) burdens or my, you know, yuck. But I think that you like to dive deep. And I think that we both know that vulnerability between the two of us is where the healing is at. The deep, deep healing and the sisterhood so where is the evil in your life Roz where is the evil in your life maybe that's a person maybe that's a disease maybe it's concrete maybe it's more abstract where is the evil in your life again feel free to share out loud or silently with me or with Christ One more minute. I'm just silently praying over and over. Lord Jesus, come to us and heal us. Lord Jesus, come to us and heal us. Keep talking. If you need more time, pause here. Third question. Talk about bringing in the heavy hitter, the man, the Christ, the Savior Himself, and His Father. Third question. What solutions might God be offering? What solutions might God be offering? One more minute to journal. Take a big breath in. Long exhale out. Two more. Move that breath around your body. Don't breathe deeply if it hurts, just take in the fresh. Okay, What solutions might God be offering or is God offering? Or in my case, I wrote down a couple that he's already offered. The very first thing that came out of my pen was boundaries on my time and Roz I don't even understand what that means so I'm gonna let that one set next thing that came out of my pen was more daycare and it really I'm putting adding a question mark behind that of course it costs money we have a wonderful daycare here with wonderful people it's just a really nice place it's a Christian daycare too so there's you know a lot of just Christian living ideas stories Jesus just woven in very naturally um, also that, um, we've been going down this road with my oldest who's had a lot of gut issues, um, that are sometimes cause these like really painful episodes that last a couple of days and they're very disruptive to our life on top of that. In addition to being hard to watch a second grader go through that, um, and then all the medical professionals are kind of like eh, whatever this is normal and it's like no it's not so I feel like I'm on my own like you know Aaron Brockovich crusade basically I mean I don't think there's something in the water I'm just saying nobody believes you so you've got to figure it all out yourself and prove it um including people in my family and to my husband to some degree um and the school of course is like what no um so it's probably not celiacs though because we've had quite a bit of gluten I think like we just need to really limit the gluten and the dairy so we've kind of already been shown that in the last week or two um and I don't know what else that means but at least like I feel like we've eliminated celiacs we'll probably still get the test in December like we're planning um there is a wonderful therapist slash minister who's been working with my husband his name is Roger so that's a solution that God has already provided and Roz check this out I can't even say it without crying um But this therapist was recommended to us from, my therapist recommended him, and recommended him, and I pay a lot for my therapist, or I mean, it's significant money for us, she's not expensive, overly expensive, but I pay a lot for her, but she's awesome. Um, And this, she recommended this guy that she'd worked with before, he's a minister, he runs a ministry out of his church, he has not, he's been working with him for over a year and he hasn't charged us one dime yet. Talk about a miracle. Um, And they have like a lot of things in common, which is really weird because he's from Louisiana and my husband's from Kosovo, but they do have a lot of things in common. Um, And also, that's a solution. Another solution is that my husband's been working up in Iowa for the last six weeks, which is hard because I'm one manning it. It's really, really hard as you know. Um, but he just got extended for another two weeks and it's actually easier in so many ways without him here. Plus the paychecks are bigger, which helps us financially because my husband went to Kosovo last minute four times in the last two years, which is extremely expensive. He also doesn't make a paycheck when he's gone. So it's like a double whammy. And then I can't work outside the home or do my tutoring and stuff when he's gone. So triple whammy. Um, so he's been like making a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit extra money, and then he's like up there doing his own thing, which is actually easier during this hard time. So that's a, those are solutions that have already been provided. Um, His cousin, Tanya, who I love and is so functional. Many of his family members are super dysfunctional, and I try to keep myself and my children away from them and my husband as much as possible. But his cousin, Tanya, who is so awesome, she's probably like 35, she actually got a visa, which is like a miracle in itself, and she's coming to visit us for a couple weeks at the end of December. So just like having her here in our home and everything, it'll be so wonderful and so like soothing for all of us um what did i write down oh i have just recently branched out and i'm getting some daytime students or i'm starting to get some daytime students i haven't started with anybody yet so that will up our income it will also give me a chance to kind of structure my days a little bit better Um, and earn money at home. I've been subbing in the school, but subbing in the school is, um, really hard physically and mentally, just the roles that I play there. I've been, like, in the autistic kids' room and in some rooms where I have, like, big groups of eighth graders, like, one after another after another, um, and, um... Uh, So to allow me to like work in my home quiet home with nobody else home work online with these kids and some of the kids that are coming to me are super cool Homeschool kids that homeschool for a variety of reasons like this one gal I met yesterday I think I'm gonna start with them in January or maybe December, but she is a does gymnastics on horseback So she goes to like all these rodeo shows all over the United States with her two ponies and her horse And they do like tricks in the arena And so this girl is like a sixth grader and totally amazing. Her vocabulary is great. She speaks fluently. She's so mature the way she carries herself, but she's been struggling with reading and spelling, which a lot of dyslexic kids or kids that fall in that category are um, super great athletes. Um, They really have a lot of um, body intelligence in that way um, and are super intelligent. They just, their brains wired differently. So I'm getting these new kids during the day, hopefully soon, I think. It looks like it's coming together. I put out a call for it on my Facebook. Maybe you saw it, and I've had quite a few responses already. Um, So that's a solution that's in process, it looks like, for a lot of different things. And then also, um, I don't know where you land on things like this, um, but um, it's not voodoo, weird juju stuff. It's power of Christ healing stuff, just to start it out like that. But on Sunday night at 6 p.m., to our little tiny Eastern Orthodox Church in the western part of the county where I live, which is super rural. There's only 10,000 people total in the whole county. Um, There is this special, uh, like, painting coming, and um, it's an icon. It's originally from Hawaii, and out in Hawaii in this person's home, who's a deacon in the Orthodox Church, uh, he and his wife, um, and... um, uh, the painting, the icon, started um, first smelling of myrrh, but they didn't know what myrrh smelled like, so it smelled like roses, and um, then it started, and it was next to another icon of Jesus on the cross, and then both of the pictures, this one is of um, Christ's mother, Mary, it might also have Christ as a baby in her arms in the icon, I'd have to look back at it, but the um, it's an icon. These two icons next to each other first started smelling like they would go into this room in their house where these icons were on this bookshelf in the guy's office, and they would start smelling really strongly, and they were like, what? And then here's the even weirder thing is that his wife can only smell citrus scents, so she has, like, a thing with her, whatever, olfactory glands or something that have, like, don't work correctly or normally, but she could even smell it, and it was, like, so overpowering. They said it just smelled like you just, like, dumped all these roses in this room, um, didn't know what myrrh smelled like I don't know how familiar they even were possibly this is like 2007 ish I don't know how familiar they even were with myrrh as like you know it was given to Jesus at birth but it was symbolic of the death that he would have like that's what they wrapped people in and whatever and so it myrrh has a common association with Christ and uh, his work on the cross and um so then the paintings started to drip myrrh like little beads started coming out like first at the side on, um, where his side was pierced, like this myrrh started to drip out. So it's not totally uncommon. Like there are, you know, places in the Holy land is most famous, but there are places and you know, like pieces of the real cross and stuff in different churches and places in the world that people go to, to get healed. Miracles, you know, do happen real visible old school, real time miracles happen. So anyway, um, this icon has been like, vetted over many years and stuff like that because you always have to make sure that it's not like something else right like I mean the devil can present himself as an angel of light like all that kind of type of stuff right so the deacon even says like the very first thing he and his wife did in that room was like cross themselves and like say a prayer for guarding themselves to really figure out like what was really going on there um anyway this icon is coming on Sunday to our little little tiny you can't even imagine how tiny <laughs> this little space is um it's traveling and it's coming there on Sunday and I can't um wait to be in the healing presence of Christ not that I'm not here with you because I think we are but you know I'm looking forward to that so I don't know if that's inside or outside your comfort zone But, you know, yeah. And this community out there is so wonderful. Like, I love the church community that we have out there. Um, It really feels, in so many ways, like everything that church is supposed to be, everything that the body of Christ is supposed to be. Okay, your turn. What solutions is God offering you? What solutions? one more minute Roz or you can pause at any time. Big breath together. Another one. One more. Biggest breath you've taken all day. I'll pray us out for our time together today. God, I am reminded this morning That you are here and active in my life and in Rosalind's life right now, every day, every moment. You are here and you are active. That you are in every pump of that chemo. That you are in every dirty diaper and whiny bedtime and sink full of dishes. That you are here and active, and that both Rosalind and I are currently at this moment surrounded by armies of angels. That your presence, that your the presence that is your light, shines down on us. like in a Charlie Brown cartoon where there's like a little rain cloud following over him, but instead it's like your little light beam. Flashlight beam shining down on us, lighting our next couple steps. We don't know, can't see past that. But it's a little flashlight circle lighting up the area just right around us. Filling us with warmth security and safety. Not the crap kind that comes from anything of this world, but the kind, the real kind that we can count on that comes from you. Lord Jesus, Savior of our souls, come and heal us. Lord God, if it be your will, stop those cells, those cancer, oddball, mutant cells in Rosalind's body, stop them from replicating, stop them right now give them a new template the old template the good template to replicate on the normal template the right template the way that you designed the body template in jesus name if it be your good and perfect will Please grant this request. Amen. Rosalind, I love you deeply. I wish you a smooth and peaceful rest of your day.